Welcome to Faith Part 2 podcast. Now, we don't have a lot of time, so we need to discuss many things. And get your pen, get your notepad, get your Bible ready, and let's just look into a few things here. Now, last time we said that, you know, you got to know who Jesus Christ is. You need to know that he defeated all of hell. He defeated the devil. He totally stripped him of all his power. He defeated um, He defeated sin in the flesh, right? It took a man to, to, to break it. It took a man to make it wrong at the beginning, right at the beginning. Um, for like Adam to bring the, that sin nature into the world and he needed a man but it needed the blood of God to redeem man from the nature of sin so Jesus Christ through his sacrifice on the cross taking on the sin that was not his sin in the first place has delivered us from that sin forever by being that substitution sacrifice right and so it's very important that you understand that and that's the basis of our faith that's the basis of how we believe if you don't know that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead and that you've been raised up in in with him Amen. If you don't know that he raised you up as well, that God raised you up in Christ Jesus as well. And if you don't know those things, then it's very hard to believe. But when you know that he defeated all of all of the things that have been placed in front of us, then you understand that you have the faith of the Son of God and you understand that you have that victory because he has given us that victory. And that's the basis of our faith. It's impossible to have faith if you don't know who Jesus is. It's impossible to have faith if you don't know what Jesus has done, already done for you. And so when we walk through life, need to understand that he has done all the things he needs to do to, to empower us to have victory. Now, in other words, when we face challenges in our everyday life, he has already done all of the, he has already done everything. He has already done all the things necessary so that we can get through that challenge, so that we can face that challenge and overcome that challenge. Amen. And it's so important, um, you know, when you think about Israel and, and when they were in Egypt and in, in slavery for all those years, you know, in that time of slavery, a lot of Egyptian thinking got on the inside of their thinking and they forgot who God was and they forgot how God did. And so when God removed them from Egypt and delivered them from the hands of Pharaoh, the amazing thing is they saw amazing miracles. They saw all of those famines. They saw God deliver them. They saw the Red Sea open. They saw the Red Sea close behind them. They saw manna from heaven. They saw water from a rock. They saw all of these great things, but it's amazing that when the crisis came, all of the things that they saw were not enough to make them, to keep them believing. It was not enough to make them stay in a place of faith. The reason for that is the things that happen around you. Now, we may say that when I start to see, and many of us say, when I see success and when I see this happen and when I see that happen, then I'll be more stronger in my faith. And this is not true. It doesn't necessarily make you stronger in your faith. What you need to know is that the strength of your faith is not based in what you see on the outside. The strength of your faith is who you believe in on the inside. And if you don't know what Jesus has done for you, if you don't know who Jesus is, then it becomes very difficult to be in that place of faith. So, what the Israelites struggled with when they left the left Egypt and they were in the desert was God using the desert experiences to get an Egyptian way of thinking out 
of their mind. And until God could, God got them out of Egypt, but God needed the desert to get Egypt out of them. Did you get that? God got them out of Egypt, but he needed the desert to get Egypt out of them. And when we go through difficult times, when we go through trying times, it, it is God trying to get us to, to assess our belief. It's God to, it's making sure that we know what we believe in. And when we stay grounded and rooted in what we believe in, then we are able to identify the inconsistencies in our thinking. We are able to identify the inconsistencies in, in our mindset, in our belief system. And it gives us time and it gives us that opportunity to correct that thinking. Now, very quickly, and you all know that, you know, I love training and I love gymming and I love all of these kind of physical activities and not just because of the physical activity, but because of the discipline behind it. Now, when I started off many, many years ago, gymming, there were people way ahead of me in that gymming uh, scene. And, you know, even though they were way ahead of me, they were not having the results they weren't having the results. And so when we when we got involved in it, we decided that we need to not just be involved, but you need to be involved in the how. It's one thing to do the, the externals, but it's another thing to do the how. And so when we got involved in it and I got involved in training and I've seen over the many years that people come and go and people come and they, in, in they gym and the same people go and then you don't see them for a long time and then they come again and then they go for a long time and they don't come. And then some people that are totally new come for a short while and think that in a month or even in less than a month or sometimes even in two months that they're going to see the transformation that they desire but nothing happens and so they quit and they give up and so when we talk about faith faith is very similar faith has to work on the inside before you start to see faith working on the outside and it's very much like like training it's very much like exercise it's very much like sport you know you got to practice the right method to have the right result and unfortunately when in gym when we look around and we see people they're practicing the wrong method method. They're practicing the wrong movement. They're practicing the wrong rhythm. They have this wrong range of motion. And because they have all the, all the, all of these things incorrect, because they haven't looked at how they are applying themselves to the activity. You see, you may be doing the activity, but how are you applying yourself to that activity? You know, not just because you pick up a weight, anyhow means you're going to have the result. And so it's so important that you know the how to and not just fulfill the activity. And when it comes to faith, many people just believe that if you make your confessions, that it's good enough. If you just do all of that, if you say to the mountain, be removed, then it's going to be removed. But unfortunately, saying to the mountain, be removed, is is an end of a process. It's at the end of building your faith. It's at the end of identifying what are the inconsistencies in my in my thinking toward what I'm facing first. So I hope you get that. You see, some people, they, they can do, you know, a bench press is supposed to build your chest. And you see many people doing a bench press, but they're not using their chest muscles for that bench press. And they're using every other muscle. They're using their back muscles. They're using their neck muscles to do that, that bench press because they are so consumed, not with growing their chest. They are so consumed by what it looks like. I, I don't know if you can get that picture in your head. So what people do is they put a lot of weight on that bar. And from the, from when the people who are spectating, look at them, they look and think, wow, look at that person and look at how much weight they are lifting. But guess what? They're not lifting it with their chest. They're lifting it with all everything else except their chest. And so when they are done and after many months, they, their chest muscles do not grow and they wonder why their chest muscles didn't grow, but they just feel the exhilaration of everybody else standing in awe of what they did. And so when it comes to faith, many times we are just after faith for what it looks like. We're just after faith for what everybody else, the onlookers, people watching in can see about you know what we're experiencing and that's all we're interested in. And so... 
even you get a, another set of folks who who don't train for a long time, who come in and train for two months or train for three months, who train now and then, who train, you know, in your entire over 10 years, you've trained maybe a, t- a total of nine months or whatever over that period of time. And you think you have the understanding of what it takes to be consistent day in and day out as a person who trains. Just because you attempted it one, once or twice does not mean you understand the dynamics of it. And this becomes so important because as we go through life, it's easy to become dull in what you do. It's very easy. It's easy to start to lose sight of what does it feel like? How, how, do, how do I use my momentum? How do I use my range of motion? How do I use all of these abilities, the muscles? How do I use it? How do I keep the form correct? And so this is what happens with faith over time. You can We can make faith just about hype. We can make faith about just attending one awesome meeting to the next awesome meeting from one crusade to the next crusade to one church to the next church from one pastor to the next pastor and just get excited and whole time just keeping ourselves in, in in the hype of faith but the hype of faith you need to understand faith doesn't always mean that i'm running around everywhere with the i love jesus sign across my chest you need to understand that there are days like Psalm 69, if you ever read that, where David, he went through difficult times. He went through trying times. He went through times of conflict. He went through times of not knowing who he was. He went through times of not knowing if God was present in his in his situation. But, you know, we go through these things. And sometimes we're looking for God when we're wondering where and how. But these are the things that mean we need to come back to the Word and understand the dynamics of what we are going through and to understand the process of what we're going through and to try and understand life and to try and understand the struggle and this is so important. Now, I want to want you to turn to Romans chapter 8. And uh, we're going to look at around about verse 24. And it says, For in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what they already have? You see, when you already have it, nobody needs to hope for it, right? And so our faith our faith is for the things we can't see, and that's where Hebrews eleven comes in. Faith is the substance, and faith is sorry. Faith is the evidence of the things we cannot see. Amen. Faith is the evidence of the things we cannot see. But verse twenty five says, "But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently." And this is in essence. Faith and hope working together for you to move your life forward toward the things that God wants to deliver into your life. He wants to give you a better season in this difficult time. But what we are having to do is we have to hope for the things we do not yet have. And how do we hope for it? We need to wait for it patiently. And this is very important because patience is what brings results. You see, persistence combined with consistency, persistence combined with consistency, you need to have patience You can't put a seed in the ground and after two weeks, dig it up and look to see if a tree has grown and then plant it again. And after four weeks, dig it up and see if a tree has grown. You've got to plant things and you've got to be patient and you've got to wait on these things until such a time that it starts to show up. Let's look at James chapter four and verse six. James chapter four and verse six. It says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And this is a very important thing when it comes to faith. You need to to really understand that you don't know everything that is required. 
And that's where this God resists the proud comes in. We can't be proud about the things we don't know. If you don't know, that is the first step to breakthrough. First step to breakthrough is you realizing you don't know. You see, nobody can teach you until you know, until you realize that you don't know. But if you think you know, then nobody can teach you. And this is the toughest thing in life because in many things that people don't themselves practice, in many things that people themselves don't have persistence and, and patience and consistency in, they think that they have an understanding about that. But you can't have more understanding about something just because you read about it. The person who is doing it day in and day out and being consistent and being persistent and being patient, they know about what they're doing more than you who has just researched it from the outside. And so faith is not just about researching things and knowing the right things to say. Faith is definitely not just knowing the right things to say. So God resists the proud. The first thing that we need to understand when it comes to faith is to realize, you need to realize, to have faith, you have to realize the first thing is that I don't know it all. And you, when you realize you don't know it all, it is that thing of belief in God. It's faith in God. It's my faith in God who knows everything. When I don't know it all, it's my faith in God who knows it all. I don't need to know it all, but I need to have faith in God who does know it all. And so I'm going to move toward him who knows it all to figure out and discover the things that I don't know. And it goes on in, in, in that verse to say, but God gives grace to the humble. And what is humility? Humility is acknowledging the things that I don't know. Humility is acknowledging the things that I don't have. And it goes on to say, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And verse 8 says, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Now, in this time of, of uh, you know, lockdown and COVID-19, and even as we are, lockdown levels are coming uh, lower and we're going to be out of lockdown pretty soon and all of that. However, COVID-19 and the effects of COVID-19 will continue to linger on for some time. Now, in this difficult time of not knowing everything, the worst thing we can do is to assume we know everything. That's the worst thing we can do. So in this time of not knowing everything, what do we need to do? We need to be submitted to God. We need to resist the devil. In other words, not only just resist the devil, like spiritually, ah, oh, devil, I, I rebuke you and I resist you, but also we need to resist the temptation of just sitting still. We need to resist the temptation of not moving toward the things we want in our life. You understand what I'm saying? If you want change in your life, you've got to move yourself toward change. Change won't come to you by you sitting back and waiting on change. If you are not actively moving your life toward change, if you want change in your body and you're not actively moving yourself toward the gym and moving yourself away from the, the kitchen and, and the fridge, then that change is not going to arrive at your doorstep. And so when it talks about resisting the devil, it's not only just spiritually resisting the devil, but you've got to resist the things that keep you. You've got to resist the things that keep you locked away from the things you desire. And what are those things? It's amazing that there's so many things we don't know, but we are not moving ourselves toward the direction of learning those things. How can you become better how can you become brighter? How can you have the faith until you move yourself, actively move yourself toward the things you don't know? So you've got to move yourself toward that information. And verse 8 says, draw near to God. Who is God? God is the creator of everything. He's the creator of this whole entire world, the whole entire universe. He's, he's from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Amen. And so it says, draw near to God. So what are you doing by drawing near to God? You're drawing near to the one who knows everything about everything. And when it says draw near to God and he will draw near to you, that means God will start to give you the information that you need, right? 
And now I want to also encourage you that you have to spend time with God. You have to spend time in the Word of God. That's the basis of our faith. Now, from there, God will say to you different things. God will say to you, well, if you want to get fitter, you can't just only spend time in the Word. You've got to take yourself actively and put yourself in some active program, some exercise program to get fitter. Do you understand what I'm saying? So your time in the Word of God gives you the realization, hey, I need to become fitter. And then when you get the realization of you need to get fitter, the Word of God and the faith that comes from the Word of God and the natural uh, instruction and the natural wisdom for everyday life that comes from the Word of God will instruct you to get yourself and to get your body toward an activity center or an activity, an exercise, some exercise activity, and will say to you, keep yourself out of that fridge, out of that stuff that's adding to your to, 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 to the pain, to, to the whole issue of what you're trying to, to get over. You understand what I'm saying to you? And so in this time of lockdown, in this time of COVID-19, you want your life to be better. Now, how is your life going to be better? Firstly, there are things that you don't know. Firstly, there are things that you don't know. How will your life get better? Your life is not better because there are certain things you don't know. Why aren't you able to do what other people are doing, even though you try to mimic it? You understand? But you see what I'm saying. Everybody that goes to a, to a gym doesn't have the same results because some people are applying the principles while other people are mimicking the actions. Some people are applying the principles while other people are mimicking the actions. And if you go through life and you see other successful people and you try to mimic their actions, you won't get the results. Oh, well, everybody is tendering and everybody's opening businesses and getting involved in tenders. So I'm going to do the same thing. Guess what you're doing? You're just mimicking an action. You're just mimicking an action. You may get results. You may not get results. Who knows? But you're just mimicking an action. So what do you need to do in this time of COVID-19? When it comes to you moving your life forward, when it comes to moving yourself financially forward, when it comes in your career, comes to your family, comes to your children, how are you going to move yourself forward? Firstly, you don't know. You don't know everything. And the people that you see out there during COVID-19 whose lives have moved forward, it's because they know things you don't know. Now, how are you going to find out the things that they know? Well, the first thing you're going to do is not call them. You're not going to call them because calling them would be like going to Saul and putting on Saul's armor that doesn't fit you. You understand? The people that are really successful are not people who are copying other people. It's people who have learned to take what works and learn to work it for themselves. And until you, there's no shortcut to success. There's no shortcut to success. There's no shortcut to success ever in the entire world. There is no shortcut. And even when it comes to the Word of God, faith is not a shortcut to success. Faith is not a shortcut to just quoting the scripture and not doing the work and experiencing the result. God doesn't want to give you results without you doing the work. Why? Because when you do the work, you're in the desert and you are discovering things about yourself in, in Deuteronomy. It's in Deuteronomy 10, 18, as you read in those, in those chapters, it says, I brought you this way to show you what was in your heart. You, you need to understand God is not just results-based, God is heart-based. God does want to give you results, but He wants you to... He, results are a result of faith, but your heart condition is a result of you working at it. You understand? And so God's just not going to give you results without your heart changing. God needs your heart to change. God needs you to change. God needs you to identify the things in your life that's, that you need to bring some changes to. So when it comes to faith and when it comes to results, amen, you need 
to really understand that he's not just going to give it to you just automatically. You need to work and you need to walk toward it. Amen. And that's how it happens. So God is always the one that's going to deliver it to you. But too many times, like in Jim, people are applying the wrong principles and just mimicking actions. And too many times in the kingdom of God, people are just mimicking the end result of faith and what faith looks like, putting scriptures on a wall at home, putting scriptures in a car at home. And those things are wonderful. And those things are important. And those things are necessary. And people just confessing the word of God. And that's absolutely important and absolutely necessary. But I need to know from you, after you spend time in the word of God, what did God say to you? Let me tell you some of the things God can say to you. God can say to you, well, if you want to improve in your finances, why ask for a new car? Now, let me help. Uh, let me close with this and, and hopefully help us understand something. You see, whenever we pray, we're always praying for more. And whenever we pray with regards to faith, we're always asking for better. So we say to God, I have a car, but I want a better car. We say to God, I have a house, but I want a better house. We say to God, I have a microwave, but I want a better microwave. And I want to propose something to you in your thinking uh, just over this podcast is that it's very important to understand that faith is not always for the bigger. Sometimes you need to use your faith. Why always use your faith to say, I want a bigger car? Why not use your faith to say to God, I want a smaller car. And the money that I'm saving on the smaller car, the money that I'm saving, I will save that money. And I will use that money more wisely to educate myself and to improve myself with that savings that I'm making. But why do we keep using all our money on a big car while we need money to improve ourselves? And I hope that you get that. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have nice things. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have nice cars and, and all of those things and shouldn't go to nice places and wear nice clothes. But I'm saying to you that too many times we are expending all of our resources on those things and then we are leaving it up to faith and God to fix the things that we can't. And I'm saying to you that if we just limited ourselves and disciplined ourselves and, and, and use some wisdom and take the extra finance that we can actually have in our budget and use that extra finance to educate ourselves about the areas we want to get involved in, don't just wait on somebody else to give you a hand. Don't wait for somebody else to give you favor. Don't wait for any of these things. That's the way the world is working right now. It's, it's, they say it's not uh, you know what you know, it's who you know. But we know God, and that's the most important thing. We know God, right? And so we're trying to always pursue who the who we know kind of thing. And so we try to pursue somebody else who knows somebody else who knows somebody else. And we try to wait on it and we keep push, getting pushed from pillar to post. And we never get the thing we're waiting on because it's not just about waiting on who you know. It's about educating yourself about the area you are trying to infiltrate, the area that you are trying to go into. If you don't have enough wisdom and if you don't have enough knowledge about that area, you will not be successful. Success does not come overnight. So I close with this and I encourage you that faith is not just about asking for things as an end result. Faith is also realizing that I got to do the work to educate myself in the area that I'm trying to pursue. God bless you.